to Eat, Drink, Social. My name is Courtney Sandora, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Go Social, or you can visit our website at goforthbesocial.com. Hi, we're here today with Camille Wilson of at the cocktail snob underscore. Thanks so much for joining us, Camille. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. Excited to be here. Yeah. So, you know, tell us a little bit at first about your journey and like, how did you get into cocktails? It's a very weird journey. Um, I actually did not drink when I was in college. <laughs> it took me a while to kind of get into that groove. Um, but basically, when I moved back to New York City for um, grad school, that was when the whole like craft cocktail movement was really picking up in the city. Um, so I, I started to understand like why people drank. I was like, oh, this like having a well-balanced cocktail with good alcohol, like actually tastes good. So I would go home and try to like recreate the drinks that I had when I was out. And sometimes I was successful, sometimes I wasn't, but I started to like research things on my own and get acquainted with like cocktails and spirits and different ingredients. And I started creating my own recipes. And then in 2018, I thought about going back to school. I've always thought about writing, having my own blog. Um, so I decided I would start a blog. And when I was thinking about what I would actually write about, cocktails and entertaining was like the first thing that came to mind. So that's kind of when the cocktail snob was born. Just me like putting the things that I've been doing for years, like actually like on paper, online for other people to see. Would you actually consider yourself a snob when it comes to cocktails? <laughs> a little bit, but I'm nice about it. Okay. What's like the one thing you hate when you, you know, go to a bar and it's like, a, oh. Oh my gosh. Let me see if I can pick one thing. Um, Honestly, I know what it is. It's like uh, artificially flavored, like lime juice or like artificial citrus, like roses, lime juice. And if they don't have fresh citrus, it's not the bar for me. <laughs> yeah. how do you feel about ice that's mine oh yeah ice like, is a big one too yes yeah. um so you're based in New York City correct yeah what would you say is one of the best cocktails I know there's so many but like oh, if you had to make a recommendation any good cocktail bars that are like at the top of your list oh for sure um one of my favorites or I'll, I'll name a couple one that I love is 67 orange um, it's in Harlem. It's been there for a really long time. I feel like it's the first bar of its kind in that neighborhood. Um, it's like speakeasy style, black owned, but just a great, great time. And like the staff remembers you and like remembers your order. It's just a really like fun, like intimate place. Um, and another favorite I'll mention is Dear Irving. They have two locations. I love the one near Times Square. Um, most New Yorkers avoid Times Square, but this place makes it worth it. Um, it's like, I think it's on the 40th floor of a hotel and it's just like the best cocktails, like just so good, really like classy place. Nice. Well, I, I did see that you, you're also very particular. You have an obsession with glassware. Uh, <laughs> you know, how, how do you think like glassware impacts a cocktail? 
Honestly, I feel like it comes down to the whole like you eat with your eyes kind of concept. It's the same thing with cocktails. I feel like a cocktail in the right glass makes it even more appealing. Um, so I'm very particular about it. I, I don't know. I think I don't like red cups. <laughs> I feel like, you know, you should serve a cocktail or a mocktail in like a, a really nice vessel. I feel like that really get, I, personally that like, gets me excited to drink it when it comes. It, it, it just looks nice. The presentation is, is great. I saw you're drinking margaritas out of like stemmed glassware. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> the first? Sometimes. Uh, um, so if you, if, if I was starting my home bar and you know, outside of the normal glassware, like what is like the one like specialty glassware you're saying you would say, you Ooh, have to have I say a coupe glass. Um, I think that is like, a great one to have outside of the normal stuff because there's so many drinks that are served in coupes like uh, daiquiris um uh even champagne sometimes is is uh consumed out of coupe glasses so that's my favorite i think it, there's so many different like styles of coupes so you can always find one that fits your like personal style do you have a go-to place to buy your glassware Honestly, I go everywhere I see it, I will buy it. Um, I love Crate and Barrel um, and CB2. Those are like two of my favorite places. Um, and Amazon is great too. Like I like buying my glasses on Am Amazon. So you had the blog and then came the social. Is that kind of the progression and now the book? Tell us <laughs> a little bit about your book. Yeah, sure. So um, my book is called Free Spirit Cocktails. It actually comes out Oh, in a week. Uh, so on November 1st, not sure when this will air. Um, and it's actually a, a collection of 40 recipes that are all alcohol free. So it was okay. a really fun, <laughs> creative endeavor. Um, but I was approached by a publisher two years ago, literally November of 2020, with the concept. And I was like, sure, I do mocktails too. Because um, like I said, I didn't really drink for a long time. And my mom also doesn't drink. So I thought it could be like a really fun way to honor her as well. Um, so I wrote it in like, like a weekend, basically. And <laughs> but the book publishing process takes forever. So it's finally coming out on November 1st. It's available on Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, chroniclebooks.com. And I'm so excited to finally like share it with people. That's awesome. Did you do the photography too or? No, I didn't. No. Um, thank God. I love drink photography, but I am, I consider myself an amateur. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> having to photograph 40 recipes and make them all look different and nice. I don't know that I could do it. Um, but the publisher Chronicle, they hired their own like uh, drink stylist and um, cool. drink photographer to capture the, the images. Okay. So um, do you believe that anyone really can make a good cocktail at home or is it kind of like cooking? Like some people have an act for it and some people not so much. <laughs> Honestly, no, I think making cocktails is much easier than cooking. Um, if you just have something to measure with and like the right ingredients, you, anybody can make a good cocktail. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like you uh, disagree. <laughs> well, no, my, like I cook in the house, but my husband makes great cocktails. So I'm like, oh, we're the perfect pair. Cause like, yeah. I got yeah. the food, you got the drink, <laughs> but, um, so what's your moving kind of into the social space? What's your favorite network to post on? 
gosh. <laughs> um, I think Instagram probably is my favorite, although it, it, you know, definitely comes with its like headaches and pain points. I think it's my favorite because I, I, I like writing, but I like the visual storytelling the most. Um, I don't know. I just like Instagram out of all the other platforms. Have you, I thought you were doing more reels. Is that something like that's very conscious that you've kind of shifted all the reels? Yeah, it's definitely the algorithm. It's it's like, I go back and forth about it. Sometimes I just want to post what I want to post, which I do. But at the same time, I feel like Instagram is a great place for people and brands to discover you. So if you're playing the game a little bit, I think that part becomes easier. Like I have networked with so many people and gotten so many opportunities from just people seeing my Instagram. So that's something that I keep in mind when I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do this, but I, I know it's beneficial for my business, quote unquote. Yeah. So do you plan your content out? Yes and no. I used to be so good about planning like a week or two in advance. I'm kind of getting back into the groove with that again. So I try to um, look at like a month at a time and like think about different like drinking holidays, like those like fun ones, like National Champagne Day or Red Wine Day. <laughs> Try to think about those and then any like actual holidays or things that I want to um, commemorate and kind of plan my content around that. Do you have any fun like holiday cocktails coming up? I have a really good Halloween one that I probably should have posted already, but it's going to go live on Halloween. Sorry. Um, but it's fun. It's green. And I think people will really uh, be excited to make it. Cool. Yeah. Um, so do you, you do partner with brands, correct? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So like what, what in a perfect world, what kind of brands do you like look to partner with? I love, so brands that I have like known about for a while are like, I want to say grow, grown up because <laughs> like I don't, I didn't drink when I was a kid, uh, but brands that are sort of like um, things that I already enjoy. So like brands that when I go to the liquor store, whether they're like paying me to post or not, I'm like, oh yeah, I would love to work with that. Like that brand, that's a dream brand for me. I also love brands that don't seem like an obvious sort of like um partner so for example um i've worked with like a honey brand before i've worked with some tea brands um so brands that aren't necessarily like spirit focused i think those partnerships are really fun because you're showing people how you can incorporate that product into your cocktail making well that's interesting yeah um so what advice would you give brands who want to work with cocktail influencers? Is there anything that you're like, oh, don't do this? Or do oh, do this? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of tips. I think probably the top tip would be um, to kind of loosen the parameters a little bit. I know brands, obviously, because of like legal considerations, there are lots of like restrictions on things and they like try to really guide you. But I think you have to trust the creator to um, really like produce something. It's like you selected them for a reason. They know their audience really well. They know what's going to resonate. They know what people are going to get excited about. So really just trust them to um, kind of like tell your brand story in a way that's going to resonate with the people that they have built a community with. That would be like my top tip is like 
loosen the reins. It doesn't have to be so like restricted. Let the, the creator create because that's what we're here to do. And you did mention, you know, sometimes you record paid, sometimes it's trade. Do you think like in the influencer sphere, it's moving all towards paid or? Um, I think brands are more aware now because I think more creators are saying no to trade only kinds of partnerships. I still get uh, requests for both, but I don't know. I, I, I recognize that not all brands have a budget to pay people. So all they can offer is product. Um, so I, I would say it's still kind of like both, both and kind of scenario. Do you like the word creator more than influencer? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> definitely do. Yeah. Oh God. Um, so yeah, so we know about the book, we know about the blog. Is there anything else that's coming up for you that you'd like to promote or what's what's next in 2023 for you oh my gosh I don't even know <laughs> on the spot <laughs> I know I it's so funny people are always asking like you know what's next or like what are your goals I'm like I don't I don't even have goals because I did not imagine like getting this far like the cocktail snob turning into what it is now um I think for me I just want to like I just want to continue to have fun and um create a space where people can learn about alcohol. Um, One thing that I would love to do is start like a kind of like educational series, maybe on Instagram, maybe on my website where it's like videos of me sort of like just talking about basics. So I realize a lot of people don't know a lot of that, like, you know, alcohol or cocktail 101 stuff. So that's something I think for the new year, I definitely would want to work on. Um, I have a vision for it. I just have to figure out how to to actually execute but I have a ton of ideas on that and hopefully the book will people will like it and um maybe it will lead to a second book I have no idea but I'm definitely just like open to all the possibilities yeah and it's coming out right before dry January so that's good timing yeah. too Very good timing. um Yeah, no, definitely. And I will say like, just scrolling your feed, like you do a really good job at breaking it down simply um, for people. So I could see that cocktail class being really, really successful. Yeah. Okay. So my last question for your predictions, like, because (laughs) whenever we start a new year, we always look at trends. Is there anything you, you see kind of trending in the cocktail world? Oh, Yeah. Um, one thing that's definitely trending and like picking up some momentum is sustainability in cocktails. So, um, using like the, like whatever ingredient you use, for example, if it's like a fruit, like lime or something like, okay, you juice the lime, but instead of throwing away the, like the other part of the, like the solid part, like potentially like using the rind to like make a syrup or, using the rest of the pulp to do something else. Like, I feel like that is something I'm seeing a lot um, where bars and restaurants are like really using like the whole fruit or like whatever, whatever the ingredient is, like not wasting any part of it. (laughs) Um, I'm not that creative, but I've seen some really fun like cocktails that are sustainable and, um, you know, conscious of of waste. Um, And I think... I don't know. I feel like more cocktails based around like TV shows. I feel like that has been 
a fun, <laughs> a fun Ooh, trend. Like what? Um, I'm trying to think. Like I noticed that when sometimes when like a sh- there's like a popular show and like a character mentions a cocktail, all of a sudden everybody is making. Oh it. yeah. Like the um the, the spagliato. I think yeah. Yeah, 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 um, which I love, by the way, I, I had never heard of it until it became like super popular, but it was very good. Um, and then the only other thing I would say is I, there's a Netflix show that's coming out soon about like, um, like me- mixologists, like around the country, like a, a cocktail competition show. And I'm like, first of all, why haven't we done this before? But I, I imagine they're going to be more like iterations or like versions of shows just like that, where it's not about food, but it's about like elevating mixology as a craft and like having people compete with their different creative cocktail ideas. So I'm really, first of all, I'm excited for that show, but I'm excited to see what else comes from that. Yeah, well, those were great tips to look forward to in 2023, as well as your book. So um, I really wanna thank you for for taking the time today um, and, and talking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been really fun. All right, everybody. That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us.